0: Please turn with me to Psalm 1. Amen. I have a great psalm for you today. Amen. It's the preface to the book of Psalms, and rightly so. If you had to have only one psalm, is the title and the overarching summary. In fact, it's the conclusion of the whole matter. To fear God and keep his commandments. Right. Psalm 1 would do it for you. Right. Six very short verses, pregnant with meaning. If you were to calculate the density of meaning per word in this psalm, it would exceed many others. The focal point of this psalm is in verse 3, the last phrase there. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Do you want everything you do to prosper? Yes, of course. Well, here is a set of conditions that you must meet in order to bring that about. This is a very conditional psalm. This is not a blessed man here that the Lord is doing things for out of his own kindness, bestowing these blessings on an unworthy recipient. This is a blessed man who is earning these privileges and incurring the grace of God by conditions that he meets and by his behavior. Yes, And, of course, that's only possible by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ creating a new person inside us beforehand. Yes. But this is these are practical conditions that the blessed man in this psalm is meeting yes. and therefore obtaining these blessings. Yes. There are four things that I'd like us to see in this psalm as themes. One is faith, to believe that these promises are true. Amen. Because in the world around us, they don't appear to be true. All the time, we'll discuss that a little further. Two is meticulous adherence to the law of God. Yes. Attention to detail and examining oneself and finding our errors and turning our feet into (coughs) His commandments. Third is great joy and delight in keeping God's commandments, not considering it a burden but a delight. Yes. Excellent. And four is courage. To separate from the ungodly and accomplish great things. The Lord has called us to. Those four things. Faith, meticulous adherence to God's law, joy and delight in God's commandments, and courage. Amen. Amen. Please follow along with me as I read Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Amen. 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 This is a very well organized and neatly divided Psalm. There's two sections, three verses Describing the godly man and three verses describing the ungodly man. In the first three verses, we have one verse stating negative conditions that you must not do, one verse stating positive conditions, which you must do, and one verse describing the blessings if you keep that set of conditions. Very simple and well organized and understandable. There's no parables here. The issue is in the keeping and the doing of this psalm. Verse 1, The blessed man does not form close relationships with, nor does his behavior resemble, the ungodly sinners or scorners. He separates company from those who set themselves in a way that displeases God. What is a sinner in this context? We're all sinners. John says if, if we say we have no sin, we're liars. Right. So what is a sinner in this context that we're supposed to separate from? Well, a sinner here is someone who does not hate his sins, does not vehemently repent of them, and does not take steps to keep himself in the way of righteousness. Right. That's right. So when you recognize that pattern of behavior in somebody, that they set themselves in a way that's contrary to, to God's word, and they don't uh, repent of that, and they aren't bothered by that, and it doesn't uh, create great discomfort to them to be in the way of unrighteousness. That is a sinner that you need to separate from. Yes. Amen. Here's some supporting verses. I have two proverbs for you. Nineteen twenty-seven. Cease, my son, to hear the instruction that causeth to err from the words of knowledge. Amen. This is not walking in the counsel of the ungodly. If you hang around ungodly people, you will tend to follow their counsel, because that's the only counsel you'll hear, is ungodly counsel. Proverbs 22, 24, and 25, Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go, lest thou learn his ways, and get a snare to thy soul. 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty three evil communications, corrupt good manners. Amen. So we see we need to separate from those that are in a way of ungodliness. Verse 2, the blessed man delights in the law of God. And notice what part of the word of God is called out here. It's not the history. It's not the prophecy. It's not the theoretical doctrine. It's not the stories. It's the law. Right. And the law is a very personal thing about the, the Word of God because <coughs> the law is telling you that things that you do are wrong. Right. And you need to correct your behavior right. Right. to be in accordance with the law. So that's a very personal thing, and it's, and it's very important here that that is identified as the element of the Word of God that we should love the most. Amen. The blessed man loves to be told how he needs to change his life to please God, and he meditates on these things day and night. He examines himself constantly. Psalm 119, 24, Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. Rather than having to counsel the ungodly, we use God's precepts to counsel us. Mm -hmm. Psalm 119, again, verse 167, My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. Verse 3, Blessings. The blessed man will be a tree planted by the rivers of water. The blessed man brings forth fruit with abundance. And with consistent performance over time, his leaf will not wither. Right. Right. And finally, the focal point of the psalm, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Yes. And part of the reason for this is that he's doing the right things. And God blesses us when we do the right things. Right. One side point here, it's a phenomenon in our generation that uh, spirituality is considered to be sort of a, uh, from a monastic perspective, but that's an error because it also includes practical wisdom. Righteousness includes wisdom yes. in all of right. our dealings. Right. The thought of foolishness is sin, and also in the Old Testament priests were divide to divide between law and commandment, statutes and judgments, yeah. to show the people how they should decide between conflicting priorities and how they should direct their lives. Amen. I won't turn you here, but I must read this other passage that supports Psalm 1 so well. Joshua chapter 1, verse 7 through 9. Mm-hmm. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage? Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. Amen. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Amen. That finishes the first section. Now we have the second section, section which is describing the behavior of the ungodly. The ungodly are not so. They are not like these blessings on the righteous. Yes. And this is a matter of faith. Consider Psalm 73, Asaph was discouraged. By the prosperity of the wicked and the apparent difficulty of his life. Psalm 37 also describes that same dilemma that we see at times in the world. And Psalm 37 is very clear to explain that that's a very temporary situation. And the long-term situation is that the Lord will judge the wicked and bless the righteous. We must believe that by faith and continue in our ways of righteousness. The ungodly are driven away like chaff eventually. In verse five, those who have sinned flagrantly without sincere repentance and reformation of their lives will not stand when the Lord God takes account of the works of men. Sinners will not be protected from among the congregation of the righteous. Every man shall bear his own burden. Verse six, the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. Does that mean he is only aware? of the way of the righteous? The Lord knows the way of the ungodly because it makes them angry. He's angry with the wicked every day. Right. The eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. That's right. We may tend to look at this in a negative light that the Lord sees our wicked actions and will judge us, but here it's a positive thing. Right, right. The Lord watches our ways He sees every choice we make against evil and toward righteousness. Mm -hmm. And he oversees all that. He protects us. And he provides for us in tender, loving kindness. But the man whose way neglects God's law will surely perish under his judgment. Mm -hmm. There are two categories of men clearly identified in this psalm, the wicked and the godly. But there's also a third category that's not mentioned here, and that is somebody that neither commits great acts of wickedness nor great acts of righteousness. And this may be often miscategorized as a righteous person since they aren't overtly wicked, but not so. This is a man, the blessed man in this psalm is very fruitful. Right. Jesus hated the lukewarm right. members of the church at Laodicea. We tend to think of that as only a heart matter which it is a heart matter to have our first love toward God. But Jesus said, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. So our works can also be lukewarm and not only the state of our souls. So they were commanded to be zealous and repent, as we are commanded to be fervent in spirit. So four things that we notice here, faith, to believe this psalm is true, meticulous obedience to the word of God, delight in God's commandments, and courage to separate from the wicked and step out of our comfort zones and doing good works, right. and finally to get ourselves out of that neutral, neutral or zero category of man that's neither wicked nor righteous, but let us be fruitful and abound. Amen. 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 When we open our psalters, please let us sing uh, verses 1 through 3 to the tune of Ortonville. Which is how sweet the name of Jesus sounds.